Nick, how are you? Super Bowl Sunday. How's it going, bud? This is the Water Boys podcast. Here with Josh. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Uh, it's been a very dark week. Very dark week. I think for us both personally, we lost our idol. I lost the guy that I modeled my game after. And you lost someone that you grew up watching. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Nick, I'm not sure how long you've you've been watching basketball, but like I remember I remember watching this kid, this guy when uh, he came to play against the Grizzlies in was it 2000, I think. Uh, I remember vividly watching him and I just remember him having this crazy ass dunk. I can't remember who he dunked over. He like flew, right? Yeah, he. I think I think it was I think it was a big country Reeves. He ends up he ends up dunking over it, and of course I'm a, at that point. Uh, I mean, the Grizzlies are still in town, right? Uh, I don't think there was any rumblings of the of them moving. So uh, you know, like I was like, uh, I, I dislike the Lakers. I'm like, they came here and here and they kicked our asses, right? Um, they end up moving a year later, and then uh, after that, like my uncle ends up getting me a Kobe jersey. And like ever since that, it was just uh, the Lakers and Kobe, man, and Shaq. I remember that dynasty, but uh, but yeah, man. Ever ever since that, I was like, holy cow, this guy's insane. And even at a young age, oof, he was one hell of a talent, yo. I remember the very first NBA game I watched of Kobe. I think it was during that Portland series where they went seven with them. I think. Oh, uh, the comeback? Yeah, the comeback. The comeback, yes. And I remember Kobe, oh man, he was on fire that series. I think he was really coming out of his shell. Like he had a couple of uh, rough first few years, right? Yeah. Uh, Everyone says his coming out party was that finals against uh, Indiana. Yeah. The first ones. And he just came out and he just ate everybody alive on Portland. I remember that alley oop to Shaq. That was iconic. Basically, yeah, they they ended up. How how much did they come back from it? It was like over over twenty it was, points. I it think. was over twenty points. It was a lot. That late that Staples Center was dead half that game. Yeah, but then uh, that ended up happening, and then they cl- end up clinching it, and then they end up getting another one. I mean, that narrative still holds true. Whoever wins the West wins the finals. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's funny how it's still the same, what, 20 years after? Yeah, like two decades later. I mean, one of my favorite Kobe memories was that alley-oop to Shaq. I remember post-Shaq era. era. I remember that dunk on Steve Nash. That was nasty. Okay, fav- favorite Kobe dunk. Come on. You got to tell me which one, is, which one is your favorite Kobe Top dunk. two or just, just the best one of give all time? Give me your time. favorite one. Just your favorite one overall. <sighs> I'm sorry, you're gonna hate me, but the one on Dwight, Dwight, young Dwight, young Dwight. Oh, the one where, where his balls like... were in his face. <laughs> that was a monster ass dunk, yo. That was that was one of my favorites too. I was like, Holy no, yours. Shit, I, I remember yours. Yours is over Yao Ming. <laughs> Can you blame me though, man? Those hey, were man. some monstrous ass dunks. I think he had two of them. I, I'm pretty sure one was during the season and one was during the playoffs. I think the 08. Oh. Um, semifinals yeah 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 yeah. i think the playoffs one was my favorite one though uh yeah for sure he, he had some memorable moments okay um like i know we're not doing the guy any justice 
he was way more than a basketball player, right? I mean, he is a father. He's an ambassador. He just he just did everything and anything he put his mind to. He actually got done. I mean, the helicopter idea. I mean, I totally get behind what he was trying to do because he missed his daughter's play, so he wanted to cut time on traffic. Right, right, and I mean, it's just a way of saving time, and it's it's unfortunate that that happened. Um. But, but yeah, man, I, I just thought during this, I mean, we can't really honor, no matter what we do, we won't be able to honor the guy. But uh, I was just thinking maybe we can just talk about or some of our favorite moments. I mean, we can honor him by playing hard or, you know, working hard, doing everything to the best of our ability, right? Yeah, it's, and I'm kind of glad we did this now because um, we've been able to see everything that's happened. I mean, we're a week away from, his unfortunate passing uh and we've seen everything that people have been doing to honor the guy i totally get the nba's way of honoring him with the social media with everything with the gesture yeah the i mean that is that is a brotherhood right you spend so much time together i totally get it right but my gripe is other people on social media who do this like honoring like come on man <laughs> I, I i guess you know what i mean Whatever, I, I get what you mean. Some people who probably never watched or even paid attention to him and now they feel for the guy, but like you also gotta think of the way he passed away, right? It's tragic. And and at the age he did it, so I get why some people would put in their two cents and whatnot. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's been amazing how much he's touched not just people in basketball, but just like worldwide. I mean, you got tennis. Uh, you got a soccer, soccer, hockey, hockey. I, oh, did you see football? John, did you see John Gibson's mask? The goalie for the Anaheim Ducks. No, just a beautiful tribute to uh, Kobe Bryant. If you guys uh, haven't seen it, I suggest you go to the Anaheim Ducks uh, Instagram page, and it's just basically um, everything Kobe on it. Uh, it's got a picture uh, of his daughter and him. Uh, in the back with like their silhouettes and like a halo around their head. Uh, it shows all the championships, uh, the years he wanted and stars. It, it, it's just a beautiful tribute. Uh, I do it no justice just by talking about it, but you guys should definitely check it out on Google on Instagram. It. I think, I mean, I love the number changes, but I think if we all changed it to 24, that'd be another good gesture. Just wearing the number and playing as hard as you can, right? Right. I mean, that Monday after he passed away, I think I tried my hardest to get just to play like him and just to take the shots and win it for the team, right? I think I ended up like two for 19 or something. But anyways, <laughs> I always end up in a bad percentage. In true Kobe's fashion. <laughs> hey, come on. You need me the most, I'm there. Um, but yeah, man, the tributes of like all over the world. I remember watching the Celtics game yesterday. They played the Sixers. They even had a little... Uh, uh, a little spot where everyone was leaving flowers and stuff. So, I mean, if your rival ends up putting up stuff, I mean, you know it's big, right? Uh, you had AC Milan. They all wore the, the band. Oh, his, um, the Serie B club that he grew up in, that little village, or not village, but town in Italy. Uh -huh. They wore all black head armbands for him, and they had one spot saying Forza Kobe. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, AC Milan did the same thing, black bands. 
and then they had a huge typo for him. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it said. Or I think it's like Kobe Forever or something like for something like that. Uh, yesterday's game between uh, the two Madrid teams uh, in the Madrid Derby, they they all had a, a moment of silence for him. And today, actually, they were showing in Dubai the tallest uh, tower in all the world. They had a picture of him and his daughter and and uh, what do you call it? I think it said rest in peace. So you can tell like it's touched the whole world. It's yeah. not just the basketball community. It's not just another celebrity death. I think the influence that he has in the world, it's amazing. I mean, he won an Oscar already. Won an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, he dominate. He dominated basketball. He dominated the movie business. Well, not you know, he came in pretty hot with the movie business. I mean that that short animation, right? That's that's how I feel about basketball. Oh yeah, yeah. I I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it's a sad, tragic passing. I mean, I grew up watching this guy and to be honest with you like my favorite moments were basically all in the 24 jersey 24 era right? yeah the 24 era not to the me afro was, 8 era no like don't get me wrong like he had so many great moments in that in that eight jersey right i mean you got like we were speaking about earlier today the pacers final um where shack fouls out and then kobe ends up carrying them uh you also got Let's see what are, what other moments you got in there. Uh, you got that Portland series too. Got the Kings series. The Kings Sorry, series. Queen series. <laughs> They're still Queens right now. Um, then you had the moments with against the Sixers where he's like, where he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you guys." Or, or something. no, so there was um, there's a little antidote about that. So Iverson drops 48 on Kobe, and Iverson recalls Kobe. I think Kobe told him that he tore up his whole whole um hotel room trying to figure out how to guard Co- or uh, Iverson. Oh, really? So the next regular season, Kobe clamps Iverson to like a really low percentage. I think Iverson still gets his point, but he was shooting like pretty poor percentages. That's insane. I mean, that goes to show you how competitive this guy is. But yeah, man, um anyways, what I was saying back to my like my key moments were my vivid moments i mean i'm already grown uh, i'm grown up i'm in high school i'm obviously going to remember these moments a lot more right uh they're going to have more meaning uh for me right uh but like i remember that one series against the nuggets where he just goes off against them that that was probably one of my favorite ones it was the conference game six no no was it Game was six, it in they, Denver? No, the game six they ended up like killing them. I remember that. But no, game it, six was cl- game six or game five. No, sorry, it I was, think it was game six. They ended up killing them, but the game where he hit that shot over J.R. Smith okay. in the corner fade away. That was game three. Game three, yes, that was game three. He and, ripped and the souls out. of I remember that. He so ripped vividly. the souls out of the Nuggets, and I just remember just screaming out of my mind because I'm like, "Holy! I can't believe he just did that." Because J.R. Smith, like, you, if if you if you ever watched J.R. Smith, like a, a, a lot young J.R. Smith, yeah, a young J.R. Smith, like he was the type to make the crazy ass shots, and when he got hot, he got hot. Like he was a streaky ass player. 
And I can't remember if it was, I can't remember the shot he got off. I can't remember if it was like a shot or a dunk or something. But all I remember him is just pounding the shit out of his chest and just screaming. And he had all of Denver going. He had that whole stadium going. And, and like, if you're a Laker fan and you remember that, it's like, oh, shit. Denver's going to take this one and they're going to take a 2-1 series lead against us. And then little do you know, it's like Kobe, Kobe is like, okay, I've had enough of this. And he just starts tearing that team apart. It was crazy. I remember uh, he, it's like, there was like that two possessions in a row. He banked the three on one of them. He banks the three. Yeah. Yeah. And he got the and one on that one. I think it was a foul. It was a foul on that one. Yeah. He gets, he banks that three. And then, and like that, I think that ends up, uh, I think that ends up giving them the lead by a bit. They go, they go to, they go the other way. Uh, Denver makes a shot. Then Kobe from that corner. I, I remember that shot so vividly. I'm like, because uh, like I couldn't believe it. No, he, it was, he he passed it out. Was it the one he passed it out? Got it back. He turned around and hits it in Jr.'s yeah, face. That, that was one. a foul too, because oh, he whacked yeah. him on the. I think he whacked him on the forearm leading up to the shot. <laughs> and he hit that shot. And he and just stares down. He people. just stared down, and the whole stadium just went silent. That's, like that was it. That was game right there. When I watched that series, look at Denver. I think they deflated right after that. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, I think uh, I think he had one bad game in that one, but then the rest they were just in- incredible. And um, you look at that Lakers squad. I think they were still not get. They weren't. They weren't as confident yet. But like Kobe's, like, all right, everyone get on my back. Yeah, because uh, it was for sure that 2010 run was uh, a little bit more impressive with the rest of the bunch. But I think 2009, he was still in there leading that team. Uh, I mean, Kobe had a really good series. Uh, he w- he shot 48 from the field. He he was averaging 34 points. He was getting 5.8 rebounds. Oh, yeah. And remember, he was a ball hog? Dude was averaging 5.8 assists. Kobe can series. drop dimes. And I'm just like, okay. like I guess... I remember reading a bunch of comments on it. And it was like, oh, he's such a ball guy. He's such a ball guy. And then I go look at his stats. And I'm like, bro, he was averaging almost six assists a game in that series. How is that ball hogging? I mean, you can't scheme against Kobe in the playoffs. The last few runs that I watched him, that guy can hit any given shot at any time. Yeah. Nothing, like he, he was the best uh, hard shot taker. If that makes any sense, like he, like the I, shots that you want to give up, yeah. you don't want to give up to Kobe. Yeah, exactly. It's like anyone else, that's a good shot. For Kobe, it's like uh, you don't want to give probably up. Probably gonna go in still. Yeah, I mean, he messes up everyone's schemes like that. Yeah, I know. It just it was crazy. I think him, Jordan, LeBron, Bird, Magic, Kareem, those are the guys. No matter what, or Hakeem. Sorry, Hakeem too. Like Nomad, Duncan, Duncan Shaq, yeah. there's yeah. too many to, Wilt, there's just too many to list. I mean, those are the type of players that no matter what you scheme on defense, they still get what they want. They were always going to figure it out. Yeah. Right? Especially like, 
Kobe against Magic. I think Stan Van Gundy was having nightmares. He couldn't put anyone on Kobe. That was oh my goodness. He drops he drops forty, drops forty forty in game one, Uh, and then Petrus just had a nightmare just trying to handle that guy. Like Orlando, Courtney Lee couldn't handle him. Orlando was just like. Orlando was not the team that should have been in the finals, unfortunately. Like, it should have, I swear, we should have had three years of Celtics Lakers. No, nothing but Celtics Lakers. But unfortunately, uh, Garnett got injured, right? And just he wasn't able to, the Celtics weren't able to pull through anymore. And then that was the closest we ever got to having a LeBron Kobe matchup, right? In I the think, finals. I think 08, 08, we still lose. 09, we would have beat the Celtics. 10 would have been a coin toss. For yeah, sure. 10 was a coin toss for sure. But yeah. 09, we had that. We were on a mission. Oh, yeah. I mean, I also remember 2008. Like, I'm a masochist, man. I I ended up watching all, all of uh, Game 6, like, from beginning to end. I remember I remember at the beginning in that, in, in, games, in Game 6 in Boston, uh, Celtics were giving it to us. But the only answer we had, the only guy that was showing up was Kobe Bryant. And I remember I remember Kobe Bryant hitting a fadeaway three point shot. And it went in. And, and he was talking trash to the to to the fans. He's like, not today. Not today. We're not we're not going down. We're not going down. But unfortunately, like it was it was just him that was showing up that night. Everyone else was was just non existent. I guess the moment hit them too hard. They weren't used to it. But Kobe's like, you know what? I'm a fight till the last whistle. Yeah, he and he fought, and I just remember him uh, crying at the end of that. And he wasn't crying because he ended up losing in second round of the playoffs. He was crying because he was that close to actually being able to win his first his first championship, and and just the fact that he lost against the rival, biggest rival the Lakers have ever had. I'm pretty sure that just pissed him off. And that was just fuel for for the season after. Because if you saw that playoffs in two thousand in two thousand nine, holy, he was just amazing. Not just that, but he had a little ch- anecdote about that 0-9 team where he said, "I know I will be ready," but he's like, "I failed at getting my teammates ready." And you can tell 0-9, he was building his teammates a lot. Yeah, and those teammates were ready too. 0-9, they were that Orlando series. They were hungry. Ariza. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, and it all started the summer of 2008 with the Redeem team. Like, yeah, he was showing all, all the guys, like, how to be more competitive. Like, he, he would wake up early in the morning. By the time guys would get to the gym, he already finished his workout. And then he would keep going and stuff like that, right? And then not only that, everyone was learning from him. You, LeBron. Carmelo, Wade, like they all ended up learning about the, the 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 work that needs to be put in to be that great. And I just remember in that uh, finals, remember it was Spain USA in the, Ooh, for the gold medal. He was clutching the fourth. He was, he was clutching the fourth. And not not only that, but like I remember him just giving it to Powell. Like uh, they weren't teammates. They weren't teammates, but like and like I. F- and, and Actually, like, no, I'm sorry. Run. He he was sorry to interrupt. He said to Powell that he didn't treat him like a teammate because he wanted Powell to learn for the old nine season. Exactly. And so Powell was pissed. He was already he was already 
scheming for that championship run. And I mean, it ended up working. I mean, where was it? There was LeBron says that there's this one play where he, uh, Kobe ends up sitting to pick on, on Powell. No, he knocked over Powell. Oh yeah. Yeah. He ends up knocking Powell over. And he doesn't, he just stares him down. Yeah, exactly. So he was just already, he's like, he was preparing them for that playoff run. And, uh, I remember also when, uh, after they ended up winning that championship, they were showing videos of their practices. I mean, he was elbowing Sasha Vujicic right off the bat in the morning in, in practice. He was preparing that team for that playoff run, and you can tell they were they were game that year too. They were game that year. They weren't confident, but they were gaining that confidence. I think when like the first few rounds, they were a little shaky. Then they started to see it, and you know that flip in your head. You know, sorry, that switch in your head. It flips off. And then, like, that finals was a bit of a cakewalk, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it, it was. Like I said, it's like, unfortunately for Garnett, uh, Garnett's injury, we were robbed of another Celtics-Lakers final. I swear we should have had three in a row. And I think the Lakers would have definitely taken that one. I just remember that Christmas game, too, uh, where the Lakers ended up giving it to the Celtics. Lakers uh, were ready that year. Yeah, so Lakers were... Like you can see, you can see that fire in, in Kobe's eyes. He was he was ready to go. I think if that Chris Paul trade wasn't vetoed, we would have had at least two more runs. <laughs> oh man, they should have, would have, could have. Yeah, it would have been nice to have Chris Paul on the team. I think one more run for Kobe, but I think we would have ran into a prime OKC ready to make that leap. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. Well, I mean, again, like you never know. You see what other moves they would have come up with. Um, but then. Also, 2010 was also a was also a big year. I mean, they end up getting that rematch against the Celtics. He had bone spurs in his ankle that whole series. <laughs> Nick, it was not just that. His hand, remember his fingers? His that met- injury. Yeah. Kobe was the type to play through anything, any little injury, any no, any little neglect. He would be like, nope, I'm playing. I remember that game where he ends up uh, dislocating his finger. You just see Gary Vitti put it put it back in, and guy goes right back into into court, ready to play. So it, it's just amazing how much he went through. He put his body through. And unfortunately, his body ended up betraying him towards the end of his career. Right, that 2011 season that we had, I think. He sacrificed that season for the 2010 championship, I remember, because he took so much time off. He had so many injuries after yep. those runs, right? Yeah. Ultimately, we fell to the Mavericks, but we were, I think we were at the end of our run that yeah, season. Un- unfortunately, right? Uh, we weren't uh, We weren't the same team anymore. But, we were getting tired. Yeah. Um, but definitely another highlight was that game seven against the Celtics. That was um, fun. That was... I mean, it wasn't the nicest game ever. It's not the most beautiful game you'll ever watch. Hey, a win's a win. But uh, it was one hell of a defensive game. And Kobe wasn't shooting the greatest. But you know what? He ended up making game-winning plays. I mean, he ends up hitting Ron Artest for that, uh, for that clutch three. He ends up passing it. And remember, he also ends up out-rebounding. Uh, who was it? It was Kevin Garnett and uh, Rashid Wallace. I mean, we talked about this. Like he ends up out-rebounding both of them in the finals. I remember insane. that one drive where he pump-faked Allen, Tony Allen out of his shoes. 
then Garnett and Sheed was down there, I think, and he just lays it up over them. Yeah. Yeah, he had so many, man. Uh, it's it, it was just you had to be there to watch those games because, holy, he was just on a different level than everybody else. That one part of his game where I try to replicate the mid mid or mid post where he where he operates out of the mid post and he just posts up and you have your big you have your bigs on each side ready to help right yeah but it was a instant double because you know Kobe's not missing yeah more than like four of those yeah exactly and you see you see that influence in LeBron's game right like instant double you know it's gonna be either a make or he's gonna assist it somehow yeah he's He'll he'll more likely than not make the right pass, right? Um, in terms of his uh, his fadeaway, like I can't think of a player right now that makes those cons- as constantly as he did. No, the only series that I've seen where it's a semblance, like something close to Kobe, um, LeBron in twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen against the Raptors. Oh yeah, I think it was where Lebronto. Lebronto came yeah. alive. That was nasty. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That that's was the a, only time I've seen a player like closely resemble that. But that that fadeaway, man, it's like not easily replicated, and I don't see it in, in any other player right now, man. But uh, but yeah, man, so many memories we have about this guy. Holy, it, it's insane, man. It's insane, and it's just such a sad passing. I mean, that, I mean, 41, that's really young. Yeah, 41. And what hurts the most, I keep saying, is that uh, his daughter was on board with him, unfortunately, right? Um, and daughter's only like 13. Daughter was 13, man. That's sad. You know who I feel really bad for? Vanessa. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I feel bad for, for like all, all those that perished in that accident. I mean, I holy. feel bad for Vanessa. I feel bad for those kids without parents now. I heard. Or parent or parents without kids too. Parents without kids. Right? I mean, it's just it goes both ways. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it happened like that. Um, I mean, all I think it was eight eight lives lost, nine or something. I think it was nine. Nine, mm-hmm. right? Well, at such a young age. I mean, it goes to show you how short life is, right? I mean, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to squabble on like anything petty anymore. No, that's true. And like, like, even Shaq said it in the special, right? He doesn't want to hate anymore. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, he got the text back from Rick Fox and whatnot. You remember hearing that? Um, I know, but it's changed the 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 view of several people. Um, Shaq, he, I mean, he said he doesn't like texting. Now he texts people, right? Yeah, uh, I feel like if anyone meant something to you, I mean, you gotta you say gotta, you gotta say something, you gotta say right? I love you, right? Yeah, you gotta say I love you. Um, that being said, man, the, the tributes they, they had at Staples Center, when was it? On Friday night against the Trailblazers. It was really nice. Um, I mean, they started off with, uh, Usher. He was, uh, what song was he singing? I forgot. Uh, Amazing Grace. He was singing Amazing Grace. I think I feel bad for Usher because he sang, I think he sang at two, Two tributes of his two idols already, Michael right. Jackson and Kobe. Right. Uh, he sang "Amazing Grace," followed by somebody on the cello ended up playing um, "Hallelujah," and you had Kobe doing the voiceover. I think the interview was uh, towards his end, and he was just saying about 
how championships go come and go that junior forever yeah and that his uh what really matters is how your career impacts others and then after that video tribute they ended up with a a speech from lebron james uh it was a very touching speech he he had something written, but he just ended up throwing it away because he said it did no justice to Laker fans. And he ended up by saying, uh, Mamba out, but you'll, you won't be forgotten. That's uh, touching. It was, it was touching. I mean, you could see him cry. Quinn Cook was crying. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Uh, it, they were, they were, it was just like all somber. Uh, and then you had, uh, and then you had, even some of the commentators, I mean, Mike Breen ended up crying when he was announcing the New York Knicks game uh, on that Sunday. Uh, Van Gundy, he was, he, you could hear a little bit in his voice that it was cracking. Uh, it was just, it was a really dark week for everyone, man. And uh, unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant. I mean, he gives fuel to that 2019 Lakers, right? I mean, we lost that game, sure, but. I think the Lakers will have that little extra fuel to win or try and win the championship this year. Yeah, man. Uh, let let's hope let, let's hope so. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, there's not much to say from from my part. Uh, it just it like it goes beyond basketball. I mean, how short is a life, right? Right. It's sad, man. I still can't get over it. I was. I was still hoping that day that like it'd be I thought a fake it was false. News. Yeah, fortunately, that didn't come out to be. But, I mean, this is life, right, Josh? Like, he, all of our idols, all of our heroes, they're mortal too. Right. They're gonna. We're gonna live and die. There's gonna be a lot that live and die during our period. Right. Um, it's unfortunate, Nick. Uh. Yeah, man. I can't say anything more than uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Is Mamba out?